This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Time to turn our attention now to China, and it's a very busy week for them. Yes, indeed. Chinese State Councillor and Foreign Minister Wang Yi held a virtual press conference on the sidelines of the fifth session of the 13th National People's Congress in Beijing yesterday. Today, we're also analyzing what Mr. Wang has said at the press conference relating to a few topics, uh, Russia-Ukraine crisis, China-U.S. ties, as well as the relationship with ASEAN. And helping us out is Dan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Don, to start us off, let's uh, talk about the Ukraine crisis. Mr. Wang said that China will play a constructive role in promoting peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. The Red Cross Society of China will also provide emergency humanitarian assistance in the form of supplies for Ukraine as soon as possible. How do you think, Dawn, China can play a truly constructive role in promoting peace talks between the two countries? How might these attempts change the dynamics in relationships and alliances between them and the two countries that are in this crisis right now? Hi, good morning. As you know, when the invasion happened nearly two weeks ago, China was very reluctant to wade into the conflict because it was, and still is, in a tough position. It needs to balance its strategic partnership with Russia, which Mr. Wang yesterday described as rock solid. With the growing humanitarian crisis in Ukraine and the alarming loss of lives, and with its own long-held foreign policy of respect for non-interference and sovereignty, It's come under quite a bit of pressure to do more to use its influence in Russia to prevent this conflict from escalating even further. We don't know if China is quietly doing that behind the scenes, but it has said that whatever is going on in Ukraine right now is something that it does not wish to see happen. And its standing as a major international power is at risk if it continues to be so circumspect and restrained in its official position as more lives are lost. So in the past week or so, we've seen a slightly more proactive stance from China, especially after that phone call between President Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, when Mr. Xi had said he would support Mr. Putin starting peace talks with Ukraine. Again, at yesterday's press conference with Mr. Wang, he said China is open to helping with mediation efforts and that it has been communicating with both Russia and Ukraine. I think it needs to do this to salvage its own reputation, which has taken a hit. And of course, if it manages to be a peacemaker and help to broker some kind of a ceasefire deal, that would surely be a win for China on all fronts. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. It sounded like uh, when Mr. Wang was making comments on China-U.S. ties in particular, that he was hitting out at the U.S. for various matters, like Taiwan, of course, and the establishment of NATO in APEC, calling out the U.S. as playing a geopolitical game. Yeah, Don, I mean, why was Mr. Wang, let's call it blunt, when it comes to answering U.S.-related questions? And what does this do as far as uh, U.S.-China relationship building is concerned? I mean, have the U.S. reacted to Mr. Wang's statements yet? Well, blunt statements about the U.S. have become par for the course now in China's foreign policy. So Mr. Wang hitting out at the U.S. yesterday was hardly surprising. I think more than ever, Chinese officials are now convinced that the U.S., 
even under President Biden, is determined to contain it. And of the three C's that the Biden administration has used to define its relationship with China, and that is competition, confrontation, and cooperation, China is trying to manage so that confrontation does not become the number one C. And it certainly is under no illusion that cooperation will be the defining feature of the relationship. So its best hope is to be able to work towards keeping it in the order of competition, cooperation and confrontation. So yes, China does hold out some hope that the two sides can still maintain some sense of rationality in keeping balanced this most important bilateral relationship in the world. But as we've seen, it is also hunkering down and building up its arsenal from developing self-sufficiency in advanced technology to propagandizing its population and building alliances such as the one with Russia for the day when competition turns into confrontation. We're on the line this morning with Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Uh, Don, let's uh, dive into another issue we're looking at, the South China Sea. So Mr. Wong is confident that China and ASEAN could wrap up talks on a code of conduct for the disputed waters, but he called on the bloc to resist external influence. We understand that these negotiations were delayed due to COVID-19. Why do you think Mr. Wang feels the urgency to do this at this point? To what extent could it be fear that is driving this call out to ASEAN? Yes, it is. When it says external interference here, it's obviously referring to the US, which it is convinced is influencing the decisions of the Southeast Asian countries that are involved in the South China Sea Code of Conduct negotiation. It's no secret that China has always hated the idea of the U.S.'s presence in the region and its joint military exercises in the South China Sea with the likes of ASEAN and Japan. But we've also seen that the more China's clout grows in the region and the more assertive it becomes and the more incidents there are in the South China Sea, the more it is pushing ASEAN countries towards the U.S., The latest version of the State of Southeast Asia survey report by IC's Yusuf Ishak Institute shows that nearly 60% of Southeast Asians polled approved of the security grouping Quad comprising the US, Australia, Japan and India. And they also saw the AUKUS Security Pact, which comprises the US, Australia and the UK, as helping to balance China's growing military power. All right, thanks a lot for that. Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. We'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.